Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Third time's the charm, right, Wade? Yeah, a little technical difficulties, but we got here. <laughs> it is episode 54, and the Potters are good again. We are great again. On today's show, we're going to be talking about some really early, shockingly premature, irrational, extreme small sample size takes, uh, some exuberance, and a little bit of analysis sprinkled in there. Um, so specifically, things we're going to be talking about. Hedges is trash, and he's trashier than usual, which is hard to do. Hosmer, early season MVP candidate, even missing half his games. He's, he got scratched again today. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon. Um, never doubted him, not for a second. Not at all. He's always been the podcast favorite player. What is Wade's irrational confidence meter at concerning the Padres on a scale of 1 to 10? And who's been impressing you? Are there any holes we need to talk about? Are we too excited? I think the answer among Padres Twitter is absolutely. Just getting a, just reading through the Twitter feed of the show because we only follow Padres Twitter stuff, so we're bombarded with everything on Padres Twitter. Uh, yeah, we're too excited. But it's been so long, I think we're allowed to let this happen. Um, are we going to risk going a little too far with the excitement and then the second we hit a three-game losing streak? Don't put the- that voodoo on us, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> It's going to happen. 60 games. We're going to lose three in a row. I don't see us losing the rest of the year. I will. You want to put some skin on this? I do not want to, but <laughs> let me have my irrational confidence. Okay. Well, let's start there. Um, what is your irrational confidence meter at right now? NL West champs, World Series champs, 2020. So that's a 10. Year. That's an easy 10, right? Oh, yeah. Could If I could go higher than a 10, it would be higher than a 10. We did put some, uh, as you like to call them, units on the Padres preseason to win the World Series at uh, plus 400. Oh, yeah. That's looking great right now. That's that's tremendous value right now. I think um, I saw Zips had the Padres at making the playoffs preseason like at 75%, which is really high. And I don't know if that was before or after they changed the playoff rules to include more teams. Uh, and then it doesn't include the start, obviously, going off to a, starting 4-1 and one in, in a short season like this definitely matters like all these games are so magnified uh we got really good value on that uh plus 400 that's not what they would be right now no i mean we're at 12th through the season and in first place did you just do that math off the top of your head that's pretty good yeah i can do math <laughs> <laughs> uh so um before we get into the rest of the show which sentence or sentence fragment i guess is the sexiest Best start since 1997. Best FIP in baseball. Second best F war in baseball among pitchers. Second in run differential. The Dodgers played earlier today. The Potters have not played today. This is Wednesday. Most stolen bases. First in walk rate and first in walks. Or fifth in batting F war among hitters. So what's the sexiest sentence to you? Most stolen bases. (laughs) <laughs> that would be like the last one I would have picked. Why is most stolen bases the sexiest? Because it's the most. We're in first. The other ones, we're not in first. Or I best guess we are. Best FIP in baseball. 
first in walk rate. First in walks, first in FIP. But you I, like stolen I, bases. You're, yeah, you're an old school I like guy. The guy. I like the guys running bases, you know? Fam started the year with four stolen bases in two games. I don't think he's going to continue that. You don't know that. Kind of do. Never say never with this team. Uh, they're all pretty sexy. I would probably say second in run differential, tied for second, and they haven't even played as many games as the Dodgers yet. It just shows, it, it, I mean, this is, we're, we're super early. We'll, we'll keep hammering that home. We know it's early. Let us have this, okay? We're the we're Padre fans. Let us fucking have this. Um, second in run differential is something you never see from the Padres. T typically, they're last in runs scored every year. They're last in batting average or, you know, almost last towards the bottom in uh, on base percentage towards the bottom and run differential. So to be off to a start like this with all these new players and watching it come together and the pitching's been really good. It's, it's everything we've been hope, hoping for. Um, it's nice to see it working. It's, it's nice to have a team that can score runs and hits home runs with guys on bases and can take a walk. I've been really impressed with our, the whole new approach the team has taken this year with regards to walks. And it's not just, Fam or Profar or Grisham, which we got all those guys because they get on base. It, it seems to have had effect on the rest of the team. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought into the season this early the bullpen would be our weakness? And it's even yeah, it's hard to call it a weakness. I think the bullpen's been fine. We we haven't Pagan hasn't looked like a lights out guy yet. He looked a little wild on Tuesday, and then his first game of the year, he gave a home run. Um, I forgot who it was too, but. A little, we a wee bit shaky, but the rest of the Kirby was a little shaky, I guess. But the Pomeranz has been amazing, as we all know, and then the rest of the team has been pretty lights out. That like, what else can you expect? Pomeranz had as dominant of an inning as you could have last night. Uh, well, he didn't throw the the immaculate inning. It was three strikeouts, but not nine strikes. So that's the, the I mean, only he thing. He was like. Blowing it by, people were like guessing at his curveball. It was, yeah, it was dominant. It, like that's you want that every. He's he looks like one of the best relievers in ba Like when we we got him, we all thought that was a lot of money, and you typically shouldn't spend money on relievers. I think the past has shown us that. But if he keeps this up all year, I think it's money well spent. Agreed. When the Padres play the Astros later this season, do you expect a Padres pitcher to throw at a batter? I could see Paddock throwing at them. Um, I think Paddock would be probably the only guy, but he's the he's one of the younger guys on the staff, though. Yeah, but he's got that you know old soul, old school flavor about. I him. think you want a reliever doing it, like, Bringing, uh, like Michelle Baez. Well, Michelle's not with the the roster right now. I think I think Pomeranz is a good candidate, like a veteran pitcher who's been around enough. Um, I mean, who throws the high? Who Who's got the cheddar on the team? Ooh, Gara? Javi Guerra. Get him in there. Yeah. yeah. Let's have Guerra throw at him. He can he can hit a hundred with no Munoz and no Baez. And um yeah, I think I think you go Javi Guerra. So yeah, he's he's not a veteran, but he comes in the sixth inning in like a, a three one game or something. Yeah, I say let him loose. I wouldn't go up at the head. The only problem I had with what Porcello did, not Porcello. Um Kelly. Yeah, I was I get him and Rick Porcello. I don't know why. Uh with Kelly is uh, going up, going up around the head. That's what you don't want to do. So I, I would be mad if I were the Astros for that. But if he keeps it around the go low with the knee or the hip or just square in the back, 
he it's absolutely deserved and I applaud it. And that's the best thing the Dodgers have ever done in their history. The announcer last night was like, and I mean, he's just out of control. I don't think they are intentionally throwing at him. It's like, get the fuck out. He's purposely throwing at his head. There's never been a more obvious case of a pitcher throwing at a batter in the history of baseball. Did you see, though, his suspension? Yeah, pretty outrageous. And I, I know a lot more of current than Astros and, players got. Yeah, the, they, they got dusty for a game, right? Yeah, and that's out of control. They're giving him more than the Astros got. A lot of current and former major leaguers are really pissed off about these suspensions. And then the fact it's compounded by the fact that the Astros, none of the Astros players were suspended. The, the players are legitimately mad. This is going to continue all year. I don't think there will be a series where they're not thrown at. I think there, there has to be. I, I am sad because the pandemic is robbing us of the Astros going on the road with fans. We, we're going to miss that. There would have been so many trash cans in the stadiums. Trash cans. I could see trash being thrown at them on the field even. And like, you know, what the Padres did with Barry Bonds, they threw, like someone threw a syringe. I could see fans throwing stuff at the Astros. It's going to get, it would have been out of control. A hundred percent agree. Um, and it's too bad. Maybe we'll get it next year. Cause the fan, I don't think fans are going to forget that. Forget about this. No, I think I, it's, I could see it. Yeah. Being even like 20 years down the road, someone <laughs> bringing a trash can to the game. Uh, you want to hit us with a simply safe ad before we get into the rest of the show. I would love to. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated you can't even use it. That's exactly the type of system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. Order online, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple, Ryan. Head to simplysafe.com/team. That's simplysafe.com/team. And get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team. It feels good to fear less. I I was texting my friend Dustin, Dodger Dustin, about, uh, you know, is is he worried about the Padres? What's your your worryometer on uh, the Padres? And he says, zero. My worryometer is entirely reserved for the season actually finishing. It's a coward answer by Dustin. I have been texting every single Dodgers fan I know. (laughs) Um, just score updates. Where's your shirt that says Dodgers 2017 World Series champs? Oh, it's still in my drawer. I still you need to that. wear that way more. That needs to be in your regular rotation of shirts. Yeah, I got to lose a couple more LBs on that Peloton before that shirt can come out. <laughs> Can't quite squeeze into it? Yeah. The best thing about that shirt is from like 10 feet away, if, you're, if you don't get a great look at it, it just looks like you're wearing a Dodgers shirt. And people try to talk shit to you, and then you just show actually read the shirt. It's a it's a massive troll. Yeah, there were a couple bar nights where it went over very well. <laughs> you you make an enemy right away, and then three seconds later, that enemy is your best friend at the bar. Oh yeah, or the <laughs> other way around. <laughs> or the other way around, yeah. Oh, another Dodger guy. What's up, bro? Uh, actually, no, I'm trolling you, sir. Yeah. Um, so let's get into who we wanted to talk about today. We're just kind of highlighting a few of the players and we're going to start off in negative Nancy town. And that is Austin hedges. Wade, what, the, what the fuck Austin hedges? It's bad. It's real bad out there. So before today he's had nine plate appearances, no walks, 
striking out, I think 44% of the time. Um, I don't really, I know it's really early nine plate appearances, but e- even if this is spring training, even if this is the start of a regular season, like this could be a playoff series, nine, nine plate appearances. It's awful. And you, what do we do with him now? Is Mejia even the answer? Cause it's not like Mejia has been doing anything. I just don't know. He did hit one of the warning track last night. He did. We thought he got it. Uh, he'll run into one once in a while. Like that's what his swing is geared to do. It's geared for that like soft inside pitch, maybe a little down where he can get that huge uppercut one-handed Olay swing. Um, and once in a while he'll, he'll hit a home run, but. And they do, you know, they have been using him as the closing catcher, which is what we've been saying all. Off yeah. I've noticed that kind of catching on even before the season started. I, did we start that or did someone else start it? And we noticed it subconsciously and. I'm going to give us credit. You okay. Know, that's, you I think here, that's fair. You heard give it. Up. You heard it here first. I think that's Until totally fair. Someone disproves us. Yeah. Check the tape. We, we have the tape. Leave us a comment. Five star review. <laughs> I prefer four stars. They think they seem more authentic. I don't, I don't know how this problem is going to resolve itself. Cause Mejia swings it at everything. First of all, he, he gets up there and hacks, which is okay. I guess from your eight hitter and, you don't expect a lot from him and Hedges comes in late in the game. You give Mejia two at bats, maybe three, and then Hedges comes in late to close it out. I like that. I'm fine with that. Um, but what do the Padres do long-term with catcher? Cause clearly Hedges isn't the answer. And it might be, I think at some point this year, I think we see Luis Torrens get a serious look as in he and he and Mejia are splitting the duties and Hedges is, I don't know, benched. I could see that. I don't think Pottery fans would be upset about that. I don't think anyone think, would be yeah, upset about that. All of Padre's Twitter is all anti-Hedgy right now. I think the torches and the pitchforks are out for, for Hedges. And it, it's not going to get easier for him. I think he's definitely... We were, we were playing golf on Sunday with our friend Tommy, and he brought it up, even though we didn't mention it, that Hedges is in his head. He's absolutely in his own head. It's going to get harder for him before it gets easier. He he didn't used to be this bad offensively. He's been getting worse. And then with all the swing changes and different approaches and the one bright spot preach- for him is that there are no fans this year to yell at him that he sucks or that he's trash. Like, so he's not hearing that on the field. He's not. So I don't if he as long as he stays off social media, he should be OK. He should go zero dark 30 LeBron James playoffs. I, I don't. What can he do? Like there's, it's, it's equivalent of the yips on, on defense, throwing the ball um, or putting or shooting free throws. I, I don't know what else does he need a sports psychologist. We know someone who could help out or I think, I think it's mostly in his head at this point. He's got a, the Padres have a full staff of people that I'm sure can help out with this. I don't know if they've considered a sports psychologist, but at this point I would, you know, do the, uh, the major league with Pedro Serrano and get a live chicken into the clubhouse. I don't know if you want to bring live animals into the clubhouse with this whole COVID thing going on. I don't think chickens transmit Corona. Cannot prove or disprove that. (laughs) (laughs) Or they could just, well, what they did in major league, they, they just ordered a half rotisserie chicken or whatever it was. They can just postmates a chicken into the clubhouse. True. I'll, I'm up for anything. Anyway, 
Hedges has been uh, trashier than usual. That's too bad. On the bright side, one Eric Hosmer has been legit. He apparently, yeah. As long as he's playing every other day. I think that was the thing. (laughs) Um, His launch angle before Wednesday's game, he got scratched again today. Uh, Late scratch. It's not just that he's getting scratched or that he's sitting. It's he's getting late scratched every game. His launch angle going into today was 24.6 degrees, which is excellent. Um, I haven't seen him hit a ball on the ground yet. Have you seen him hit anything on the ground? I think the first at bat of the season, he hit one on the ground and everyone was giving him shit. And then since then he's been fire. The first at, didn't he start with, Ooh, so it would have been second inning. Yeah, I don't know. Because he hit those three no, doubles, no, no. He, doubles he hit, right? He hit it to the warning track. Never mind. He yeah. He hit it to the warning track. Because I was, I was talking shit about him every at-bat he hit it to the warning track. Yeah, scratch that. <laughs> so he looks like a totally different guy. And we were looking out for this preseason, as many fans were. And he was talking about how he admitted he, he had to make a swing change and he'd been working on it. And if we said if the change is real and he commits, like it looks like he's going to, he's an excellent bounce back candidate and to take the over if you're a betting person take the over on 260 batting average i thought that was an easy um over and then also go get him in fantasy as like a late round pick a backup first baseman or if you're in a huge deep league um he's worth a starting position he looks like the real deal so now he needs to stop getting blackout drunk after every game he performs well and we'll be thrilled with eric osmer going forward and get a little better in the field. He's he's looked okay. There were those two balls um, that were hit right at him that hit his hit his gold glove. Oh right, <laughs> there were there were two. You're right. Um, I'll let it slide. If he hits 500 the rest of the year, I'll let it slide. True. He's also walking. I know it's very early, but he, he his walk rate is where it should be. His strikeouts are low, which is awesome. And if he's good, he's picking up right now for. Machado and for Fam and for Mejia, who are off to pretty slow starts. It's it's been Hosmer, it's been a little bit of Myers, some Grisham, Tatis, who we're going to talk about later, has been unreal. Uh, Hosmer, I think I think he his commit. It's obvious he's committed. He hasn't hit a ground ball yet. So if he's absolutely committed to this, he's always hit the ball hard. This is a thing that we said he can change and go, get back to being what he used to be when he was, you know, an, an order a borderline or legit all-star player with Kansas city. His, his, his exit velos are not a, he hits the ball really hard. That's not the problem. It was the ground balls. Now he's hitting balls in the air. I'd like to see a couple more clear the fence. Cause he has, you know, been flirting with the, the warning track all year, but I think a couple of these turn into home runs once he gets on the road and all of a sudden in a 60 game sample, why is, why could he not be an MVP to a, a team like the Padres who's performing really well? Well, when he's only playing 30 games out of the 60, it's a little tough to be MVP. If he go, if his ratios are that good, though, <laughs> if he plays 40 games and hits 450 with 15 home runs. He has yet to play back-to-back, though. <laughs> <laughs> For this early in the season, to, to be a starting player and not play back-to-back, it's that's interesting. Um. Did he- I hope he gets better, whatever this non-COVID-related illness is. We don't think he's hungover, right? It, you never know. He could just be, it could be his new thing. Whenever he gets a hit, he goes and gets blackout. 
Uh, so I mentioned Tatis. Let's get let's jump to these Tatis things I want to talk about. Tell me which one gets you the hardest. 98th percentile in exit velo, 95th percentile in hard hit rate, 90th percentile in barrel rate, 100th percentile in sprint speed. You know what I'm going with. He is, you love your, you love some, some sprint speed, don't you? 100th percentile in sprint speed? Come on. He is like the video game player that makes the game unfair to everyone else who doesn't have him. John Dowd in the old video game? He's John, he's John Dowd. <laughs> uh, it's those numbers are laughable and he's 22. It's his second season. He's 22 years old. Is he even 22? I don't know if he is yet. We'd have to check it. I don't know. Eh, not worried about it. Anyway, he's super young. Um, him and like Acuna and Soto, the guy, the, the wave of guys that came in super young, their first year, barely not even teenagers can't drink alcohol legally in the U S that shouldn't be a law. We'll get into that. That's a, that's a different show. That's the drinking show. But it's insane the numbers he's putting. It, it, he is the unfair player in the video game. So why, why you love sprint speed. Tell me, about, tell me why you love sprint speed so much. I just love seeing his hair fly around those bases. I mean, that triple he hit the other day, he was on third before the guy at first touched home. Like, it was not even close. He, uh, he kind of went to the Josh Naylor school of running where your helmet – is forced to fall off every time you you get up to speed. I'm convinced he just throws it off so the locks can just run free. It is kind of strange that it fell off as he was approaching third. That's a that's a strange time for it to fall off. He knows what he's doing. He's doing it for the picks. <laughs> doing, doing it for the gram. Everything he does, he's the smoothest guy in baseball. Everything he does is amazing. We need to pay the man his money. Pay the man. So who's been impressing slash disappointing? Not many people have been disappointed. I kind of focused on who's been impressing the most. And I'm going to start with pitching. It's been phenomenal. Uh, we talked about how we're second in the league and or uh, first in the league in FIP right now. Playing the Giants tonight, I do not expect that to uh, change. I really like Zach Davies. I think he's a huge upgrade over Lauer. Um, his stuff isn't, you know, lights out. He's not going to... He's got a below average fastball. It like hangs out in 88, 89, 90 range. He's got a changeup. He's basically a two-pitch pitcher with the fastball changeup. Um, he'll throw in a curve and a slider or uh, a cutter, more of a cutter. But I I love him if he's the fourth or fifth starter. I think he eventually becomes the fourth starter over Lucchese. Um And then shout out to Trent, Trent Grisham, who I've been really impressed with too. That trade looks really good. Um, I was worried about Trent Grisham in center field. I still don't think he's a center fielder long-term, but he's a capable replacement. He's looked fine out there. He walks, he strikes out a lot, which isn't great, but hits for power, gets on base, is getting an opportunity to play every day, which I think is huge for his development. Um, seeing lefties, 93rd percentile in exit velo for for Grisham. I, I love this guy, and I love Zach Davies, and I think that trade has been a home run for the Padres. Can't argue with you there. I know we still need uh, a second baseman, but you do that trade again in a second. Right? Who's who among any pottery fans out there would, if they were against the trade when it happened, or if they were against it, you know, going into the season, who is looking at this right now saying, Oh, we definitely should have done that. Is there one person? I don't think so. For Luis Arias and Eric Lauer. I don't, I think it's a no brainer. I think Davies is an, is a noticeable upgrade. And Grisham Arias is not even close. And then, you know, 
unfortunately, I think Arias, I know he hasn't really gotten a chance yet, but I don't think he's any different than any of the other second basemen we have right now who are just uh, fill-in replacement level second basemen. That includes Profar, Cronenworth, France. I mean, Greg Garcia. I think it's fine that they're, we have too many of those guys. I don't th- We definitely do not need Luis Arias, who's just another one of those. I would agree with you. I've been Uh-oh. really impressed with Will this year. I think it's a bounce back year, no pressure on him to be the best player on the team. And I think he's, he's really taking that role. Well, yeah, I don't think he's the type of guy that you lean on to go win you games and to lead your team. He's an, uh, well, have we, we've been saying this for probably a couple years now. You love will as your third best player offensively. And I think he's going to, he's going to slide into that role, hopefully really nicely behind Tatis behind Machado. Um, and maybe even behind Hosmer now, if Hosmer is really good this year, I don't know if, if Myers can catch him. I don't know if peak Myers could have caught him, but if we see peak Myers or anything close to peak Myers, where he's hitting 250 with a 330 on base, um, like a 25 homer pace, like that's, that's really good from your, your fifth hitter. I think that's fine. And I think that's where that makes this team so dangerous. Will is so much more comfortable in that role. And I think you get the most out of him. Do you think this is all that they just hated Andy Green? No, the, the the team had a lot more holes in it last year, and they were a 500 team at the break. We've talked about this. They were they were a 500 team midway through the season. They lost Fernando Tatis Jr. to an injury. He missed a bunch of time, and then it just kind of started to snowball. There was no real motivation to win. Lamette wasn't around yet. Richards wasn't around yet. It was a, it's a very different team and the expectations weren't there anymore. Now there's expectations and the talent to back it up. And, you know, a little bit, I think is the manager. I think you're right. I think they like uh tingler more. I think the approach that the, the front office and the coaching staff has changed from last year to this year. And I think the players are embracing it. And now that they're seeing results, I mean, you're only, it's, it's snowball effect in a positive way where where everything just feeds off each other and it's a short season. You don't need to sustain it for 160 games. You only have to sustain it for a couple months. Right. You get hot and then you find yourself in first place. It's very exciting. So um, the thing that you wanted to talk about, the the guys that really impressed you were a couple of the pitchers. We're going to do Wade presents reading with Wade. So this is an MLB.com article from Mike Petriello highlighting five pitches with amazing movement. Two of these pitches were from Padres, which shows you a lot. And they're not even like, you know, you wouldn't think of these as being elite pitches from anyone on the staff. And yet they're, they made this list from Mike Petriello. So I encourage you to go to MLB.com, read the whole list. But here are the, the two guys that Wade saw. Garrett Richards and his curveball. It's been outstanding, but here is the reading. Plus 13 inches more vertical drop than average. This one is extremely satisfying because way back in early 2015, the first year of StatCast, Richard was the first name that popped up, popped out at us when we saw the spin data come in. He threw 207 and one-third good innings that year in his return from a 2014 knee injury, but his health problems have followed him since. Richards missed most of 2016 and 2017 with an elbow injury he attempted to rehab. Then much of 2018, 2019 after under, undergoing Tommy John surgery. Seemingly healthy again, Richards threw five scoreless inning for the Padres in his 2020 debut. And the curve, well, it looks like old times. 
Richards threw 10 curves. He got three strikeouts on those 10 curves. So that's, we, we saw the fastball was there. The fastball velo was definitely there. And if his curveball is this good, which has 13 more inches drop than average, um, that's insane. So we, we were talking about having a veteran on the staff. We were talking about, do we have a, a good three pitchers to take into the playoffs? Is Richards going to be healthy this year? He hasn't stayed healthy in, in multiple years now. He, he cannot stay healthy. But in a short season, everything's different. We don't need him to stay healthy for that long. We need like 10 starts out of him. We can, we can rest him more often than others. We can get Mackenzie Gore a spot start. We can get Adrian Morihone a spot start. We can find ways to keep Richards inning limit down. We can keep him his pitches per game at a reasonable level mm-hmm. because the bullpen is so deep and so good. If we have Richards healthy all season, plus Lamette and Chris Paddock, um, that's a legit three. In pre-injuries to Garrett Richards, he was one of the you know top 25 pitchers in baseball. So you pair him with Lamette and Richards, who I think are both also in that range, and you get to the playoffs, that's nasty. I've been very impressed. The thing you said, again, is just if he can stay healthy. When he was on the Angels, it was there. And we saw it in the first game. So if he can keep that up, this is a dangerous staff. So the, there was the other guy we're going to talk about is Chris Paddock and his curveball, which, I mean, last year everyone was saying nationally that Chris Paddock, two-pitch pitcher, um, his ceiling's pretty limited, and it, it was, um, but we knew he was developing a curveball. What did Petriello say about his curveball? I hope you all are cuddled up by the fire right now because this reading is going to be beautiful. You're going to lay me down by the fire? Oh, yeah. Plus 8.2 inches more vertical drop than average. That's the fourth most. Paddock had a successful rookie season in 2019 with one notable weakness. He only had two good pitches. They were really good, but still, it's difficult to get by with just a four-seamer and a changeup, and he threw those two 90% of the time. His third pitch a curveball was just okay, which is why he barely threw it. Paddock and the Padres knew this, of course, which is why he spent all winter working on it. I got a new grip, been working on a few things, he told MLB.com in February, and The Athletic recently detailed that those few things involved delving into technology and pitch design, a la Trevor Bauer. <laughs> that was That's what we call an ad lib in the biz. Nice job, Wade. Last year, Paddock's curve dropped 60.7 inches, or a mere 1.2 more than average. This year, that's up to 67.5 inches, or an 8.2 more than average, and at nearly the same velocity. That's an enormous jump into the way too early top five. Well, you love to hear that. And Paddock's curveball developing still. And if he adds a legitimate third pitch, even if it's a show me strike once in a while, or he throws it 15% of the time, that's enough for a guy who has two other elite pitches to play off of and take his game to the next level. So I was always worried about him. Yeah. What's that? And to keep the batters guessing. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I was always worried about him being kind of limited to a number two starter ceiling because he doesn't have a third pitch. And even if it is, um, like, let's call it like a 45 on the 2080 scale, if it's like a slightly below average pitch, even that would be enough to help him, you know, stay afloat. But if he if he adds a legit curveball, which this looks like it is, and it's like an, now it's an above average pitch, that changes the entire outlook for Chris Paddock. He, be, he can become a true ace now up there. And we, he's got Gore and Patino coming right behind him. Um, 
Like who's the number one? Like you could make an argument for any one of those guys. This team, I'm just so excited. I've never been more excited for a Padres team. I feel I feel even more excited than 98 right now. It's crazy. It's it's crazy how long it's been since we've been this excited for a Unfortunately, I think it was 2015 when we got this excited because of all the trades. Yeah. Like you were jacked. Everyone was jacked up for that. Oh, yeah. Um, but this one feels, you know, more earned. It's because it was built through Preller, through the farm system and through, you know, a free agent acquisition here, an uh, international free agent signing here, uh, a trade here. It wasn't, you know, the he comes in, blows everyone's tits off with like seven trades to try to compete right away. This feels more sustained, built from the ground up, sustainable. Organic, if you will. If What if I will? Organic. Oh, or, organic's a good word, yeah. And he's it, the team has the recognition from everyone around baseball. It's from prospect analysts through MLB commentators, uh, even guys that you know you might not really trust. Like I'm going to throw out like Jim Bowden or Harold Reynolds, guys that have their flaws, but who know the game. And everyone seems to be on board that the Padres are good, and that this year they could be a you know a real contender, maybe not win, but the future is bright. So it's nice to see it happening and happening maybe a little early. And who knows what Preller's going to do this year? I don't you expect him to make some kind of roster move later if they're still contending? I could see that a second baseman, perhaps. Uh, yeah. I mean, Whit Merrifield comes to mind. We've been we've been calling for Whit Merrifield for about a year now. We just did a trade with the Royals. I could see, um, calling again in a month. Like, hey, how how's Whit Merrifield doing? You know, are you ready to trade him yet? And you're going to have to probably give up some prospect capital that you like. But that's why we have so much depth is to trade it, unfortunately. And if it's to go get a guy like Whit Merrifield, um, I think we're I think we'd be all on board with that. Is it is a team that has legitimate, you know, not just playoff ambitions anymore, because I think we expect to make the playoffs. It's World Series ambitions, because once you get in the, into the, the tournament, anything can happen. And we have the pitching staff in the bullpen to make some real moves. So why not go for the big cake as Tati says? Yeah. Let's just make some noise. We're going to have to invest in, uh, some champagne later to, uh, celebrate when, uh, where do you think we're going to be able to watch this, this playoffs? Unfortunately, like, are we, or do you think bars will be open? Did we talk about this last week? I have no idea. I don't know. What are we going to do? I think we're gonna have to have a party at Wade's. Yeah, I mean, everyone can get tested before they enter in and then party. We're going to have to put uh, some plastic on your, your furniture and your floor as well. Oh, uh, that would be amazing. Bring bring the ski goggles? I mean, it's a rental. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to that deposit? Yeah, worth it. Uh, you got anything else to follow up before we uh, get out here? No, let's get after it tonight. Paddock on the hill again. Padres... Starting in about 20 minutes. Weird start time from the Giants. 6.45. I don't get that. I like it. You well, I like, the six, I like the 6.05 start. I've been screaming about that for years. Especially if no one has to go downtown. Like, yeah, let's just start at 6. Well, also, even in a regular year, I'd rather miss the first inning and get out of there by 9, 9.15 and get home in a reasonable hour during the typical, week. Get, typical SoCal fan. 
I like to get home before 11 o'clock. You know, come in the second, leave in the sixth. No, no, no. I said I'd rather <laughs> miss the first inning and see the end of the game than the other way around. You know, our friends who work late and they have kids, like, oh, we'll get there in the first. Um, and then they leave in the seventh inning because they, they cry about they, uh, they have a family at home. True. Don't want to hear it. Now the games end at nine o'clock. I think it's much, it's much better. Anyway, I hope they keep it. I, I don't think they will, but I hope they do. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I am Ryan Hart. That was Wade. We'll talk to you again next week. Let's get it. Toward your destination. Though you may find from time to time. That's all you got this week? Let's get it. Yeah. Just, you know. Not, not your best. Come, it comes to me right at the end. <laughs> not your best. I'll, I'll brainstorm this week. I'll get something better. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.